What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. I'm Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. We're here extending the life of the culture one episode at a time. Jay, full swing. It's Black History Month. What you got for me? <laughs> so you're not going to warn me? You're not going to warn me? We about 20-some days. How you mean warn you? <laughs> we 20 days into the Black History Month. Oh, uh, well... Black History Month. I'm just saying everybody is doing great. Everybody's doing <laughs> awesome. Your melanin is popping. Uh, keep doing what you do. How are you bla- making Black History? I'm making Black History by um, changing the narrative of my Black children so that my Black grandchildren and those around us can know mm. that we deserve better as far as our health. My daughter just um, said, like, we have to do a Black History um like a report she was like but we can do it on somebody local she like you know it doesn't have to be someone really big i was like oh you can do it on me i was like i was like black um i was like black health is something that is changing you know what i mean like history yeah and i was like it's something that is not has not always been i was like she was like that's just weird to do it on my mom i'm like well do it on whoever you want but i'm just saying <laughs> like yeah i i feel like that's that's my role just Staying firm, keeping my foot on the gas with health and making sure those I love and those around me know the importance of it. A hundred percent. I think that is like the biggest way we can honor the culture is um, by changing our potential offspring's lineage. Like a lot of us, every single person listening right now has the power right now to alter history for black Mm -hmm. people. With the way we eat, the way we move, the way we approach our health, right? Yeah. So you nailed it right there. Like just by teaching your children... Um, you know, how to honor their health and not normalizing eating junk, not normalizing, you know, McDonald's, yeah. not normalizing you're a kid and you have to have cupcakes on your birthday or you, you're supposed to get pizza because you won the ball game. Like, like taking those narratives away from the culture so we can stop these lifestyle diseases from continuing to be passed down is changing black history for sure. It definitely is. And just knowing that our health is valuable. You know, not, of course, we didn't have the opportunity to put it on the forefront before because we were just in survival mode. And a lot of times we still are in survival mode, but you got to take your health with you when it comes to paying those bills and, you know, doing all the other things that you deem necessity, that your health is a necessity as well. Like we have to take our health with us on our journey. It, it can't be on the back burner once you get this together, once you get that together. That's right. So, yeah, that's that's my black history Okay, just checking in because I was wondering <laughs> you where you were. Wonder <laughs> I was wondering where you yeah. were with it. Like, <laughs> wait a minute now. Um, I heard randomly. I heard. Have you ever heard this conspiracy theory that Harriet Tubman wasn't real? Don't do that to me. I, I'm not in the mood for it. No, not today. Don't do. You know. Now, I rarely. I, I don't think there's any movie that I have like on my own watched more than once. Uh-huh. Like that ain't that's not my thing. I can't quote a movie. I can't. I don't know what you're talking about. If you try to get me into those, but Harriet Tubman is a movie that I have on my own chose to watch multiple times because I admire her so much. I mean, every time I see her, it's just like a sort of just power. She's just so. They's trying to say that. Yep, it's a whole conspiracy theory. She's an I, urban legend. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't look into it because uh, I also refuse. But I just saw threads about it that um, there's a whole conspiracy theory. And apparently it's this guy guy on YouTube, black dude, that has a whole story about why Harriet Tubman is, is made up and all of this nonsense. I, was, I, I too, didn't entertain it. Um, but I was real shocked by it. Like, wow, really? No, nah, that's one of those things. Like, have you ever seen somebody try to... Um talk about like Michael Jackson or somebody and somebody shut it down like he's my favorite entertainer I refuse you don't have 100% proof you don't like you're not going to ruin this for me that's how I feel about that yeah, like, people try to swoop in and save R. Kelly like that but it was a no for us no. <laughs> no, he guilty guilty no. <laughs> what a hammer <laughs> You gotta put in a few. That you gotta put in a few more years and a few more hits, R. Kelly, to get a pass. Thank you. I don't <laughs> care how many birthdays I done hustled to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're like, no, I step in the name of love, but what I ain't right. gonna do. No, you ain't gonna get that same defense, Mr. No, Kelly. Yeah, I believe I can fly, but that don't matter. <laughs> no, that definitely got me through middle school. But what I'm saying is, 
<laughs> you still guilty. You still guilty, yeah. sir. No, it's some people that ain't going to get it. But randomly, you ever get them big? Like, I had to really, like, reconcile the fact that I don't know as much history as I want to know. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know how you see posts on social media and stuff, and you just like, damn, I ain't know that. Mm-hmm. So I saw a post recently with, um, it was a white woman. It was just like a, a quick 60-second TikTok basically going through all the things that black people invented. Mm-hmm. And I had a small little bit of little guilt because I knew the ones I knew, but the mm-hmm. ones I knew is what everybody know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, George Washington Carver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the pe- yeah, no, I knew that the traffic light. You right. know what I'm saying? And, um, and so I went, I was watching this one, and it was just some stuff that I didn't know um, black people <laughs> was responsible for, like potato chips. Oh, yeah. Did you know that one? Yeah. Okay. Um, I knew the modern day elevator. No. Refrigerated trucks, like ice cream trucks. Did you know that one? Mm-mm. So you're going to just drag me into this with <laughs> No, because soap. <laughs> Did you know we invented soap? No. Yeah. That, so, okay. So um, we knew the traffic light. Mm-hmm. We knew that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the, the modern toilet, toilet seat. Did you know that one? Yep. Um, it was a whole bunch of them. And it was um, uh, paper, line paper, the game of chess. No. Did you know that one? You can stop at this point. No, I'm just saying. The, the horseshoe. Like, it's stuff that we invented. The crock pot. Did you know we invented the crock pot? No. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was like, I just wanted to give that black history lesson to some people because I was shocked by it. But then I des- decided not to be shocked by it because I know what I know. You know, that's like, your always. That's your go-to. That's been your go-to for a long time. It is because yeah. you you ever feel pressure just know more about certain stuff like American history I or geography feel, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I do, but then I decided to take your lead. Like I know, I mean, follow your lead. Yeah, I know what I know. I so. put my energy where I want it to be. Like yeah. I sometimes I be feeling like I should know more about politics and what's going on with that. But then I be like, I'm probably getting screwed, but it's probably somebody out there working for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, it's so funny that I do feel like that about certain things, but politics has never and will never be one. And as a matter of fact, once somebody try to put me up on politics, all I want to happen is for them to shut up. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't feel guilty about it. Right, and it's so it's so crazy how passionate people be like, you should care. I, I guess I feel like that because I have somebody who I trust fully who is super passionate about it. Yeah. That if there's something you need to know, something you should need to vote on, that we think so much the same, that I, I would trust know what her it opinion. Is. I trust her opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, make sure when she call you to just pass it down to me. Taj, yeah, I know. Yourself. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> I'm saying just make sure, you know, you let us know what. Oh yeah, what the move is? But you, I no, you have to call because it's a it's a trap. It's like if you call her, she is passionate. You're gonna be stuck. Ah, so you can't just call and think. Yeah, that's tricky. It's opening a door. Like, yeah, floodgate. Yeah, that's how I feel when people try to ask me a quick question about no, health. No quick question? Nah, no, you gonna hear this rant? Yeah, or, or explanation? Exactly. So no. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we all got our thing. Yeah, we do. Everybody get, as long as you know who you can call. Like you told me years ago, you don't have to have all the answers. You just got to have access to them. Yeah. Right. Your resources. That's right. So listen, we ain't got all the answers, but we the health, we got our politics. Okay, cool. We all cover. So in veg news, let's move on to some quick veg news, Jay. Um, Shout out to City of New York schools. They introduced um, recently in the last couple of months, Vegan Fridays. Oh, word. Ain't that dope? So they'll be serving um, plant-based vegan meals on Fridays to, you know, over 900,000 school children. That's so dope. Yeah, black bean tacos. So I was out a little Mediterranean. I thought wow. that was super cool just how more and more, you know, plant-based diets are starting to, you know, go through the government route and go through, you know, yeah. giving, giving the power of plants more of a, a national stage. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love it. And you know, you always do this to me every single time. What? You tell me what somebody else got going on. Then it just always makes me think about, like, dang, I wonder if that going to come to Michigan. Or to, Michigan? I mean? Well, you know, probably not. But we'll, we'll, if it does, we won't be here to see it. You're absolutely right. That's what matters. Yeah, that does. I mean, that does matter. I mean, I feel, well, I guess my nephews and niece, they, they grown now. So, uh-huh. you know. No, we're not staying long, around long enough to that. I don't think it's one thing that Detroit or the state of Michigan could say or do at this point to convince me to stay here. Because there's nothing that could be said or done. 
I'm leaving. I, I'm so mad at you. But that would be my way what, though. <laughs> Uh, speaking of wait what, let's go ahead and get into wait what. I got two quick ones, right? There are two you quick always ones. say that. No, this one you the first one you probably heard of. So wait what is our segment where we identify something we saw, heard, or experienced in the last couple of weeks that made us go wait, wait what? what? Three words: land, air, and sea. What? No. Okay. So McDonald's has introduced a new sandwich called the land, air, and sea. It's a sandwich that includes the fish fillet, the McChicken, and the beef patty on one sandwich. How we feel about it? Get out. <laughs> we, how we feel about it? The land, air, and sea. I didn't even know you can squeeze three heart attacks into one sandwich. It's, it's so funny because I was just told about um, somebody was like, what do you think of these names? And I think the name was like Clemencia and... Um, escort tina and i was like <laughs> at some point i feel like the state needs to step in you know what i mean government intervention Go- yeah i feel like there's some intervention that needs to override some of these decisions yeah and i feel like at this point for mcdonald's as well like i feel like something needs to be done like some type of that's not that's not okay like i'm serious that is that's not nobody should be buying that nobody and I know the people who created it wouldn't dare take <laughs> wouldn't, a bite. Wouldn't dare eat it? No. Or their kids. They said, give the people what they want. They want it all on one sandwich. The fish filet, the chicken, and the burger. And it comes with all the sauce. Like, you get, I think you get the fish filets, the tartar sauce, and the mayo. And, like, it is... If I If nothing clogs your arteries more than that, like, I can't even believe the levels that are allowed at this point in our culture. Why would anybody? And I can't even, and it's so funny because you would think it's just some 18, 17 year old trying to get that mess. But no, no. uh-uh. That, the, what's so crazy, I think it's the opposite. I think the 17, 18 year old, 20 somes are the more health conscious nowadays. I like, think so as well. Yeah, like plant-based or if nothing else, they like, you know, save the animals. I think it's our parents that's eating this stuff. Absolutely. It's our uncles and aunties that's eating this Definitely. stuff. Definitely. Right. Who are enticed by this stuff. Because they have like their their food addictions are embedded mm-hmm. at this point. The salt, oil, and sugar they have to have. Uh, I mean, this is primarily the population we serve at the Black Health Academy. I think more the younger crowd are the ones who are more health conscious nowadays. Land, air, air and sea. Yeah, they said we got the bird, we got the cow, and we got the fish. What you gonna do about it? Remember that time you asked me, was there something that I cared about enough to, to like, boycott by myself? <laughs> that's it. You, I think this is it. We found it. I think we found it. Finally. I'm about to <laughs> just be marching back and for blocking people from the drive-thru. There is no way. I don't, I'm like, where, where and when will it ever stop, Jay? Like, I remember that one episode we were talking about what, um, I forgot what ice cream company came out with macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, at what point? Does the greed and the the disgust like at what point are you ever gonna? I don't know. It's too much. Anyway, what's your way? What my way? What is man? You know how I feel. Once you told me something, it could be about a person, about a thing. Yeah. Once you've exposed me to something, I can't unsee it. Mm-hmm. I can't unthink it. So ever since you told me about how this city pretty much is thumbs down all the way how you gotta get the hell up out of here and just just been going in basically yeah yeah omg i can't handle being here like it's over it's overwhelming me i swear to god like everything i see especially so it started it, it you was already like talking about it but then when we went to go visit tiff yeah and y'all both was kind of going in, like, no, nah, what? Now, nah, what is there to see? Because it was so nice. We were seeing pretty stuff. Yeah. And y'all were just like, nah, it ain't ain't nothing to see in Michigan, Detroit. It's 
specifically. Right. And I'm just looking around Arizona like, dang, they are so right. Like, then we went to Ladona and all the beautiful mountains and just different stuff. Tiff talking about how she just goes and rides her bike through the hills and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, I wanted to defend Detroit, but it was like my defense was getting weaker and weaker. So then... um and I remember I took my kids to California and Vegas, like all in like a two for one type of trip in April. And then when Bryce got back, he was like looking at the weather. Like, why do we, why do we live like this? Why do we live like this? It's no point. So, uh, just for Valentine's day, went to, uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So my part of my way, what was, I, you know, I went, I'll say with Bay mm-hmm. and, um, he was like, man, he was just super friendly to everybody, just super friendly. He was like, man, it feels so different. He yeah. Was like, the energy is so different. I don't feel that, um, like, that judgment. I don't feel that, you know, how it's just that superiority. I don't feel, mm. like, it just feels like we're just all just, like, on a human level. Nobody is mm. looking at us. And, you know, as a, a black man, especially as a dark-skinned black man, mm-hmm. you know, people probably... Um, of other races are probably always intimidated or always have this, you know, stereotype, mm-hmm. stereotypical view of him. Yeah. He's like, I don't feel that here. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I don't feel it either. Mm. But I was like, I don't know if it's because our guard is somewhat down too, because we're on vacation. You know how yeah. when we went to Denver. I was like, oh my God, it's so different here. Then we pouring, like, oh my God. I was like, is it they're different or is it we're yeah, different? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so when I got back here, Lisa, I was like, I can't stand her. Why did you do this to me? We don't have, it's just booming. Like, first of all, how they treat plant-based different places. Mm-hmm. We're always welcome. It's always something open, early, late, healthy. Yep. You know, here it's like, okay, you throw a little vegan uh fast food joint that still closes early. Yeah. That still closes early and it's across town every single time. Yep. I was like, I just went, you know, out to eat at one of the restaurants here and um, I was trying to explain, I was meeting Taj and um, I was telling me and I was like, you know, we don't, I was explaining the difference between San Francisco and here. She was like, but Detroit has come a long way. And um, I was like, I mean, not far enough though because other places mm. are like lapping Detroit. Yeah. yeah. We didn't used to have options at all mm-hmm. a few years ago, but that doesn't mean that we're doing so great now. I was like, we're I mean, this De- Detroit is just so far behind. But yeah, that's my way what how much I can't even handle. Yep. Just being just realizing how much we are not even considered like there's no inclusion here like Mm -hmm. and every time i go somewhere it's like wait what like i'm choosing i'm opting in like i'm not forced to be here like somebody said (laughs) like uh if you don't like where you at you're not a tree move like exactly (laughs) you you are not stuck where you are and i just yeah the 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 absolute I, i you know i was like it's not negotiable i have to not only do i have to leave here i i want my kids to to leave yeah 100% 100% and it hasn't come that long of a way but I think the other issue is Michigan is like one of the the most segregated states super and yeah so the issue for me is one is super segregated two it's it's really really a blue collar state because of the big three so most people most families here a lot of them migrated here to work in the plants and the factories Mm -hmm. for the automotive industry so the mindset of the culture is not a good or bad thing. It just don't jive with me mm-hmm. because other cities like San Fran, like Atlanta, like, you know, even Portland are just, they're not blue collar. And so they're typically younger, number mm-hmm. one, and they're not as segregated. And there's more of an entrepreneurial spirit about the city and the culture mm-hmm. as well, you know. And so they're a little more progressive, of course, with plant-based and um, fitness and health. Because even here, we don't even have a good, we have a really, 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 really sucky public transportation system. Right. You know what I mean? Which lends to the health of the culture as well. We don't have a walkable city. It has <sighs> to be driven through. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's just so many things. Um 
And so for those reasons, we just have to leave. We have to leave. And it's so crazy. I, I was just talking to uh, my, my old realtor. He texted me the other day, just checking in on me. Um, before I bought my loft, he uh, was the person who helped me get it over a year ago. And he's like, I'm just checking in what you see, how everything was going, blah, 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 because he know what I want to do with real estate. <laughs> and he's like, everything good? I was like, yeah, I'll probably be here for another year. Then I'm moving to the West Coast. He's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let me know if I can help with anything. And I'm like, you let me know if you got some contacts on the West Coast, <laughs> because there's no way. Um, and I don't care. I don't even think if, like, you, like, start existing in like the upper echelon of the city in Detroit, mm -hmm. that it will be a different experience. You know what I mean? Like if you live in luxury or whatever that looks like in Detroit, it just would still wouldn't be the same because I yeah. know probably when I like, I have this um, app that I use that tells you if you want to keep the same quality of life you have in your current city, how much you need to make in the city you want to move to. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I was just talking to my partner about it. Like, Oh, we need to make this much more per year in order to live how we live in Detroit, mm -hmm. in L.A. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we're like, whoa. But I'm like, we ain't got to live how we live in Detroit. We might have to take a few steps down mm -hmm. to live on the West Coast. Which is really there. a few steps up. Like, depending you know on how I you mean? look at it. Yeah. For sure. For yeah, because sure. I was just explaining that. Yeah, like, depending on how you look at it and what you're getting in exchange, you know, keeping that in mind, like... I might not have these views like I got. I might not have this space like I have. And so just like really starting to think through what I am willing and not willing to sacrifice on. Mm -hmm. But then also, you know, or I could just do what's required and, you know, still live the way I want to live if I really want to grind right. like that. So it's just interesting. But what's not in question is leaving. Because even just like the roads... <laughs> Oh my God. Like after one snowfall, it's like all of these sinkholes open up on the street. Like it's just so disgusting how not well kept it is. I'm like, we need tolls. Other cities with tolls who pay for the road. The, they're beautiful. The state of Texas, they're, they're beautiful. The roads are beautiful. Yeah. Port, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hashtag hate it here. Yeah, as hashtag hated here as well. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? It's non-negotiable. I was like, this is part of the plan. It's not something to talk about. Like, this is part of the actual yeah. plan. I'm talking about a it's whole exit not strategy. It's a dream. It's not, right. It's, it's not a one day, someday. No. It's not a would be nice. No. It's not a would be nice. To have. This is a must have. It's a must. It is an absolute must. And it's just crazy how much you can settle without even realizing for sure there you know but i'm not gonna go on a tangent about it yeah. but yeah yeah because i'm getting over to sausalito did y'all go to the golden gate bridge oh yeah we took a tour over it we so you went the to the other side to sausalito wait a minute did you go to the city on the other side of golden gate or you just did the golden gate bridge sausalito sausalito yeah the city on the other side of the san francisco i guess i didn't because we took two tours we drove, did we drive over the Golden Gate Bridge? Yeah, we drove over the Golden Gate Bridge, mm -hmm. but um, but then we just kind of like turned around. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, we gotta, you gotta keep going. That's the city we want to live in. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, Sausalito is nice. Um, but yeah, Golden Gate, like, just like, like, wow, people actually like cities be clean, cities be having nice roads. And cities be just having booming businesses next to booming businesses next to booming businesses. That's what <laughs> that's what kind of got my attention. The economy, yeah, it no was doubt. like. And I'm not talking about Walmart next to Taco Bell next to you know what I mean. I'm just you saying, don't even see a lot of those national chains like that. There, that not. that's a huge difference as not. well. Huge yeah. difference. They were small businesses, entrepreneurial, hundred percent. Oh yeah, it was it was it was lovely. No, I none of those big so box chains. Much. I loved it so much. Yep. Yep, very, yeah. very different. Like, did you did you guys go to a lot of the public parks and just sit out on the ground? Like, did you see a lot of the parks? Mm -mm. Well, we see it like two or three, but we didn't actually go. We were so Me and you probably need to go back together. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably um, need to go back. We did a lot of tours. Like, we did, um, you know, the touristy stuff, the boats, the... And I was so busy trying to hit up the vegan restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mandatory. Straight uh, up and mandatory. Just walk just walk down the street in the good weather and drive around. We did uh, we drove on the coast for two hours. We did a coast drive. Ooh. You know that was right up my alley. Ooh. Yeah. I don't think I did a coast drive. We did a coast drive. Um they you know, somebody recommended it and we got in the car and just drove along the coast. It was so 
It was like you, I already oh know. God, I already know. I it was like if I die right now, I'll yeah. be okay. Yeah, I have no regrets. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Beautiful. I can't believe that things are just that beautiful and that accessible. Oh my! That's and my that thing. Accessible. They're super accessible. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we were talking about uh, prices. He was like, "This little space for this." I'm like, "But you're literally trading like you're." I can't say happiness. But you know, I was like, you're getting mountains. Don't just look at the property. Yeah. Look at your neighborhood. Look at the environment that's coming along with it. The mountains, the you know what I'm saying? The weather, the economy. Yep. Just everything. But yeah. 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 It, it, it's different. But you know what's because the, the culture in Detroit too is you know how we're known known for like what Biggie say, you know, pink gators, my Detroit players. Like we're flashy, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was just talking to my partner about this last night, like how our value systems, and this is not just Detroit, this is like, you know, a lot of our culture too, on what we place on, what we can buy to show off things. So we value space, we value big, we value flashy, we value that. And you have to really be like grounded to see the value and move into, I don't know, a micro apartment, but having, like you said, everything else to go with it, but it's not flashy no more. You don't have to views, you don't have to drive away. You might not even have a car. Like, and so, but especially in Detroit, we come from like a show and tell culture, mm-hmm. like based on what I'm wearing, based on what I'm driving, based on whatever is, you know, would appear as if I have mm-hmm. things, you know what I mean? And so we also have to deliberately disconnect from that mindset and be exposed to something different, you know, cause we were talking about like survivor's remorse and stuff. And part of the reason that, you know, a lot of times when a person in a black family, um, quote unquote makes it or gets money or whatever, I was telling him cause he was, he was listening to one of, um, what's that guy on social media who always be giving women relationship advice, Sam, Kevin Samuels. Kevin, Kevin Samuels. And he was he was saying, like, you know, um, not many black men make six figures a year. And I was like, yeah, I think the average salary of a black man is about 40K. Like, I'm like, to for a, a black man to make, you know, upwards of six figures or more, believe it or not, it's rare. I'm like, it's actually more around this number. And I was telling him, and even those that do... Um, Number one, if they haven't been taught how to manage money properly, a lot of people, men or women, black men or women, spend the money on things that are going to show their status Mm -hmm. as opposed to making their money work for them and reinvesting it. I was like, but then the other issue is even those of us who are financially responsible with our money, we feel pressure to take care of our family and friends. And so that hinders our ability to get ahead too because we were comparing black and white households. I was like... Um, most of us have to, you know, reach back and financially help our family um, because everybody doesn't have it. Whereas if a young white person gets money, they can take their money and multiply it mm-hmm. because they don't have to pay off mama house for her. Mm-hmm. They don't have to, you know, pay off uncle's medical bills. Like uncle and mama already got money. Mm-hmm. And so all the money is able to be multiplied and move forward. Whereas the one person in our family usually becomes the savior. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that also hinders our ability to catch up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and I'm like, it's just really sad. But if you pair that with the fact that we got to help our whole family, plus we want to be a little flashy, mm-hmm. we really generating generational wealth but it's easy to, it's easy for us to be rich mm-hmm. but yeah he was like you know there's not really that many black millionaires i'm like not at all and i was like and then when it comes to dating i was like typically the black woman is more successful than the black man so if a black woman the more she makes it and i mean just like her um net worth and her income the higher she goes the harder it becomes to find a black man that's going to bring that to the table and match it yeah that's been that way for a minute now. yeah it's been that way for a long time and i remember when somebody close to me um who's a wealthy black woman um i, I was talking to her about like the dating pool the more successful you come as a black as a black woman she was like the dating pool <laughs> where that say she said honey it's a puddle <laughs> <laughs> you talking about sadness washing over me <laughs> I'm like, what? 
it's a puddle. She like, child, please. I, me and my whole crew single. Mm. Jay, I'm like, Lord. So just like moving and just trying to, it's like we really deal with, like, you know, we all know, but a lot of stuff as black people, but then when you get into the nuances of being black and successful, however you define that, and then and then moving to the West Coast too, like it's well known that a lot of black men out there don't date they black women. And so just trying to it's tough, bro. So it's like, do we want these roads and these plant based meals? Do we want a man? What do what do we want? It all. It's it <laughs> I believe I believe that I truly believe that if you stay on task, stay focused. And stay true to who you really are. You can really have all of that stuff. Like I truly, truly, truly stay believe. Um, believe in alignment. I really do. When you try to like go out of who you really are and what you believe, I think that's when it starts to get a little, the waters get more muddy. Um, you know, yeah, it's gonna be frustrating. Yeah, it's gonna be extremely. You know, but you know, you know, we always believe like no, it it, it can happen and. I just refuse to believe anything else. Yeah, I, yeah, I, mean? I definitely don't believe in settling or choosing. Yeah, but I was talking to my real estate agent, and he was like, you know, and I was telling him, you know, I didn't want to live in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So he was just telling me, like, but no. you were saying staying in Michigan, like, help me find somewhere outside of. Yeah, like right now, you no, know, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So, um, and he was like, you know, um, you sure you don't want Detroit on there? You can get so much more square footage and so much more bang for your buck. Um, in Detroit and I was like for me it's not about square footage it's about neighborhood I was like it's about the Mm -hmm. environment or whatever and I was just saying that to you know piggyback off of what you were saying like how it's a more flashier I was like I don't I'm not I'm I'm a woman with a kid going to college in two years and Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and another one that's a teenager like I don't need to show people I got all this square footage like I care about safety I care about like the you know how the police department like I care about other things I don't have to I don't need a bunch of square footage to prove like I made it or prove what I have and I, I think that is something that because I could easily put myself in a situation to try to look like I have more than what I do it's like no I'm not going to do that I'm not willing to do that so you have to really be conscious of trying to who you're trying to impress and what you really want yeah you know that's a whole fact that's a whole fact and it, it's tough for people a lot of times to disconnect to, because a lot of people, what they have, what they own, what they wear, what they drive, where they live, whatever is their identity is who they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So being super secure in who you are and what your true personal preferences are versus, you know, what you want to appear as is a, can be a real identity crisis for people because people lose it. And then like they lose them. They like the level of embarrassment and shame can take over you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and when he did say it, you know, I was like, looking at the houses and stuff like that. And it is easy to be drawn into like, dang, this house would look much sweeter. I'm like, no, Jay, you know yourself. You know how you feel about a good neighborhood. You know how you feel about certain things. Like don't get, don't get pulled into that. Like don't, your house don't have to compare to nobody else's. You know what I mean? They're what they want. It's, it's just different. Like yeah. you have to go with what you want, what have you to. need. Have so to. yeah, it, it, if you don't really truly know your non-negotiables and who you are and why you're doing it, it's easy to get sucked up into that, you know, environment or that ecosystem or that echo chamber of what's important. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah, but we, we think like in America, we think if it's a little bit of good and a lot is better, a little bit of long, give me a whole bunch of long. <laughs> Like, if you don't sit down somewhere, I couldn't even imagine having to do housework. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, because me and you are total opposites. I, could, I couldn't imagine having a lawn. Oh, my God. And I can't imagine not having a lawn. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like, I need water. <laughs> I need a metropolis. I need, like, yeah. I need bike riding and stuff. I can ride. Like, I can't, a na- I couldn't imagine right. having a, a sign in my neighborhood that says, school, slow down to 10 miles away. I would shoot everybody. <laughs> Like and I, I need it, and it's so crazy. And that's what we're saying. Like, know yourself, cause your place is dope as heck. Love it, but I would be like depressed. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. As a second space, I'll be overjoyed. But as my main, if I bought that for my main home, I would not be happy. Like, yeah. I would not be happy. I need a backyard. I want to see literally kids on their bikes riding oh, down the street. Shoot I me. want a backyard. Shoot I want to see dogs getting walked. Like, I that I love that environment. And you are just the opposite. <laughs> Dude, families. I'm like, I, Jay, it's so funny. Literally, like, around the holidays, um... I like heard a kid in the hallway. Like I, I saw a kid. I saw somebody walk in what are you with a doing? kid. I almost reported them. Like there's a kid in the building. I don't know. <laughs> and it, no, they're not unattended. <laughs> they with somebody. No, they're here. No, listen, hear me out. I'm asking they be escorted off the premises. Like why are their families here? <laughs> the heck is going on? I thought I moved somewhere where families oh were not allowed. Oh my alive. god, that is so funny. Yeah, so man. Crazy. Like I remember one time I was, I was talking to my partner. Then like he's like, okay, so we need to like we need because we, he's like you. I need dogs, a backyard, and a whole family. I like you can raise a kid in a concrete jungle. Oh god, <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> my kid will not even know there's anything below below the forty fifth floor. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, I don't know what y'all gonna do because I'm one hundred percent with him. One hundred percent. I'm like, Lord, not a whole school system and board meetings. No, no, please. It's so funny. But um, listen, let me get to my way what real quick. Jay, have you heard of this? So my way what is these things called. <laughs> hey, I was just watching this show where comedians was like Cedric the Entertainer. He was like, I hate when comics try and do that little thing to get the audience hyped up where they laugh before telling their joke. <laughs> And you be cracking up and you don't even know what the joke is yet. <laughs> it work a little bit. It do work. It do work. Okay, anyway. It's these things called don't weigh me cards. And you take them to the doctor. <laughs> Jay. So it's these new things that this like nonprofit organization came out with to help people, you know, who are basically overweight to help them when they go to the doctor if they don't want to be weighed. So look at this, Jay. This is what the cards say that you take to the doctor's office. Please don't weigh me unless it's really medically necessary. If you really need my weight, please tell me why so that I can give you my informed consent. <laughs> what? They're literally Wait, called what? Don't these don't weigh me cards are game changing for doctor's appointments. So basically it's supposed to help people with eating disorders, help people with, you know, who just like insecure about their weight where you basically hand this card and tell them don't weigh me <laughs> unless I give my consent. Wait, what? I have so many. It, it's I, First of all, in theory, in theory only would this make you more comfortable? What type of? Could you imagine sliding that to what? Don't weigh me. That, what are they trying to do here? Okay. First, land, air, and sea. Then, don't <laughs> weigh me. I can see what direction this is going. Oh my goodness! I didn't even know we could go any further with normal, like making it okay. Talking about the article says because we live in a fat phobic society. Um, no being way. weighed and talking about weight causes feelings of stress and shame. You're at the doctor. You're at the doctor. I could see if it's like a don't weigh me when you get on a bus or something. Like, <laughs> you're at the doctor. This is exactly where you need to be weighed. No, no. They said these new cards, please don't weigh me unless I give my informed consent. First of all, <laughs> why do we need a card to say that? Huh? I'm trying to, at what point do you slide the card? Who do you get a card to? I want to. So like, many questions. I need somebody, oh, to, oh, roll, I need oh. somebody to role play this for sure. First of all. Anti-fat bias is an increasingly recognized problem in medicine, a tendency to see size over everything else. How are you, how is you telling your doctor not to weigh you, making them not see your size? That's what makes them see your size even more. And on top of that, the doctor wouldn't even be the person to weigh you. I can't even imagine being a nurse to, okay, any changes in your insurance? Okay, no. All right. Oh, by, by the way, by the way, unless I give my consent. That's so awkward. I know she'll be like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's real. That, that is so awkward. Don't weigh me cards. Man, I'm going to get one. I was so tickled 
Oh my, I was so tickled. I said, Lord. Don't weigh me unless it's really in in, uh, parentheses, (laughs) medically necessary. Yep. Yes, medically. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we're just giving people more of a way to avoid, excuse my French, the elephant in the room. Bye. We can end it here because every time you do that, every time you say something, child, just look me in my eyes. I know that. <laughs> Excuse my French. First of all, I'm saying, Jay, like, I, you know, we don't believe in fat shaming, but honey, like, you don't get to just get a card and like, it just like, it's just too much. Like, you being overweight is a health... Obesity is a disease. It's not just something that you choose. It's an actual medical disease. Like, at what point? Now you get to have a little car in your wallet. There you go. It's not shaming you, but actually, like... At what point are we gonna, like, face the fact? It's not gonna work. Let's just call it what it is. It's too, it's too ridiculous of a thing because the shame of you actually handing somebody, that is where the shame is really going to lie. Like, I get what they're trying to do, but it's it's not a good idea. It's just simply That's what not. I thought. Yeah, I can't even imagine, you know what I mean, pointing out what I'm trying to hide. Now, I will say it is a fact that a lot of healthcare providers have been known to have some fat bias. Like, whatever symptoms you complain about, the response is lose weight. But it's visual. You don't have to tell me. I know. That's what I'm, but I'm, I'm assuming that's part of what they're trying to combat here, which is address my real issues. Really give me the extensive testing or attention that you would uh, a person that wasn't overweight. But like you said, like I can see it. Like it's still a part of the solution that needs to happen. Now, yes, you know, black people have been historically because we are 70% of black people are overweight or obese. 70 yeah, overweight or obese. Yes, not just obese, but oh, seventy percent of us are overweight or obese. Like, but you know, a lot of us we've normalized having a little weight on us. So those of us who aren't obese, but we definitely overweight. For many of us, that's yeah, we right where we're supposed to be. Yeah, perfectly right. fine. When the fact of the matter is, it's not perfectly fine. But I do understand the frustration with you constantly going to the doctor and doctor telling you that the only your issue is that you need to lose weight when really there could be something deeper going on. I totally respect that and empathize with that. But don't weigh you. Like you can avoid the scale all you want. You ain't never got to get on another scale. But you know what we all know. And, and not to mention, it's not going to get, you know, that's just like, um, when, uh, uh, let's just say, for instance, you fill out an application and they want to know your race and they say, we don't discriminate. They they still can discriminate if they want to because exactly. you checked it off. And that's the same thing with if you do, say, don't weigh me. Like, exactly. okay, but exactly. I'm still going to put you in this box even though you gave me the don't weigh you card. Like, yeah, I get, that was a great example because they are putting it right up there with race. Like, I'd rather not reveal my race because, you know, I don't want to risk discrimination. Yeah, but... Oh, we're going to discriminate if we're going to discriminate. Yeah, I mean, that, that's just, that, that you ain't going to avoid. Yeah. You're not going to avoid it. I no, mean, unless you got a person that doesn't discriminate. I yeah, mean, no, sis. Racism and discrimination is the fabric of our cultural society. I don't know how what I would do if I woke up tomorrow and we didn't discriminate against race. Mm-hmm. By that's so sad. That is so sad. Yeah, no, facts. It's just, uh, it's such, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's the thread of our, it's the backbone of our society. Literally, discrimination, bias, racism it's so crazy that like this is what is so normal for us it is you know yeah i don't know even against one another Mm -hmm. you know like you and i were just having a conversation offline about you know people of color not respecting black businesses and honoring super disrespect yeah honoring contracts and honoring like it's appalling to me the level of, of disrespect and dishonor that you know i've had to experience in my business like it's just we do it against one another. We do it against others. And then we have to deal with it from Ooh. others. Oh, God. Is it too late for a wait? What at uh-uh. the end of the podcast? No, go ahead right now. We probably got to wrap up soon anyway. Okay. So, I was in uh, my biology class. Mm-hmm. And the professor was like, um, 
you know, she always asks what we do over the weekend or whatever. Uh-huh. And so we'll, we'll say what we do. And, <clears throat> excuse me, one girl was like, not my professor is, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, <clears throat> Arabic? Is that is that the proper Arabic? Oh, Middle Eastern? No. Middle Eastern. I, I hope I'm saying that right. But she's Middle Eastern and um, one of the students, a black girl. Now, mind you, 90% of the class is white. Okay. Um, so she was like, um, oh, I turned 21. She was like, my friends took me out. I turned 21. And uh, we went out and celebrated or whatever. Uh-huh. That's all she said. I turned 21. We went out and celebrated. And she's black. The girl's black. Okay. My teacher, she's like, now mind you, she's young. She's not like some old. She's like, oh, well, I don't um, I don't condone um, drinking at all. Um you know, for those of you who do, um, you know, but I don't, I don't condone it at all. And, um, I, you know, I don't support it, but I mean, as long as you do it safely, I guess it was so awkward for me. I'm like, no one told you. It just seems super. And I don't, that's one presumptuous. Of yeah, it was very. And I was like, I don't know if it was raised. I don't know if it was someone like, you know, her young, own race, if they, she would, would assume you have the assumed same thing. That? Yeah. It's just, yeah, like you said. I think that's actually the hardest part about being a minority. you never know. Yeah, that's what you always say. Like, that's the hardest part. It's like, was this a biased opinion and interaction or was this just a human? You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, we all have biases. We all have, you know, sometimes it's a defense. Sometimes it's a, you know, you need it to have, you know, to judge situations and judge people. Like, it's not always a negative thing. But I think that's the hardest part about being a minority. Yeah. Like, you know, as a woman, as a black woman, as whatever, however you identify, don't let you be part of the, you know, LGBTQ, like it, you never know. And that's the part, like, it's not blatant, but yeah, I, she didn't say anything about drinking. Why no. would you assume she was drinking? Yeah. And I just, I just, I just feel like if it, if she was, part, you know, one of your own, you would not have assumed, you wouldn't have assumed that. Yeah. And like, just, why wasn't it just like good, that. clean fun? Like what makes you think? Yeah, and not only that, who asked for your opinion on what you do or don't condone? Why you didn't just say happy birthday? We hope you had a good time. Who asked your opinion? That's it, the it, other everything thing. about it just didn't sit right. It was with completely me. unsolicited. Yeah, it's a trip. It's a trip. One final thing I want to touch on because um, I think we both got our panties in a bunch about this. So let's just yell at some people real quick. Um, but I think we did a nice little Black History lesson today. But do want to talk about, I used this analogy yesterday. Let me ask your opinion. You're you analogy queen. Um, see if you, did I do a good job? But just kind of talking about, um, like how you said, like people use that I didn't have time or I wasn't prepared as an excuse mm-hmm. to, you know, um, make unhealthy choices. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I didn't meal prep, so I ended up stopping at the fast food place. You know, I didn't have anything to eat. And, you know, I was really hungry. Um, so, you know, I ate the chips or I ate whatever pizza they were offering at the office or whatever. And it got me to thinking about being a minimalist. And so yesterday I made a really quick video about the fact that, um, I don't know if you ever watched a documentary on Netflix about minimalism. Partially. I didn't finish it. But I remember one of the things they said was just because you're organized doesn't make you a hoarder. And that really hit home for me because, you know, I'm organized. So, you know, I'll have the containers. I'll have a place for everything and everything in its place. And I think a lot of people kind of approach their health like that, where their health might not be out of control, where they're all over the place, eating junk all the time. They completely let themselves go. But they organize their bad habits in such a way that makes them acceptable. So, for example, you know... um, I, on, on my birthday, on, on my birthday or on the weekend or on a holiday, I allow myself X or I'm a social drinker. I'm a social smoker. I allow myself that. So they have found a perfect place, a perfect container to engage in their unhealthy habits. I drank all my water today. So, or whatever, it's the end of the day. I checked all the boxes, ate some plants, did this. So now I'm going to have this. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we, Frame it and put these unhealthy habits in a container that make it seem like it's okay, mm-hmm. as opposed to and instead of 
like appearing to be just a regular hoarder who has junk all over the place, don't care about their health, don't care what they do or don't right. do. And so they packaged it nice to make themselves feel better about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people who are unprepared do is they're just like, well, no, I typically have a routine, but since I'm off a routine or I'm not in my regular environment, I had to make this choice. Not realizing that your choices should be based on what goals you need to achieve and not the immediate circumstances. Right. What you think about that? So that's that's two different things, right? Like the person who's normal, they they plan throwing it. Like after I drink all my water, or on the weekend, or on my vacation, um, people like that is a little different than the people who it doesn't get me as frustrated. It, the frequency of it gets me frustrated. So if you're a person where it's a rarity, right? Mm-hmm. So. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I know for someone's birthday, I'm going to go out and eat whatever. Or or even on vacation, I know that I'm going to drink a little bit more. That's a little different to me than a person who rewards themselves mm-hmm. um, with eating junk food or eating crazy or eating fried food or whatever it's going to be. Like, if that is that your reward system or is that a, on a rare occasion do you indulge? Is a reward system okay? Having a reward system is that okay? I think a reward system should never be out of outside of your non-negotiables, though. Right. You know, I, I normally don't eat dairy, but it's you know it's a birthday. Like no, I, I whatever your non-negotiables are should remain. But if you're a person who rarely drinks, but I'm gonna have some a drink, or if you're a person who rarely eats fried food, but I eat some French fries, or I think that's different, and I don't you know mind stuff like that because but, it's a ninety percent. But my, my I don't mind it either. If it's aligned with your goals, like if you're in a season where you're trying to get something done, don't package it in a way to make yourself feel better about it. Well, like if you're where you want to be and you're just maintaining whatever, but if your blood pressure is still high, if your whatever is still high, the mission is not to do slightly better and then create circumstances that make this okay. Okay. So that's the, okay. Yeah. That's so what I'm talking about. I'm right. not saying we should when never. someone is trying to lose weight, re, you know, lower their blood pressure, get their cholesterol down. Um, get off of insulin, um, stop the fatigue, stop the inflammation, the lupus uh, from flaring up, right. stuff like that. You don't have... That's the, the people I'm talking about. Okay, then absolutely 100% yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. You don't, ha- you don't have this luxury. You don't have these privileges yet. And that, like, but and so but we package it, Jay, like um everything in moderation. No, and, I don't believe in that. But that's what we do. We we find a nice little container I to indulge not. in our bad habits, although we haven't went the distance. We're no. getting rid of the condition. Like we've just improved the condition. We've done enough mm-hmm. to improve it, but we haven't went the distance. So look, I don't lost 20, 30 pounds. Yeah, I got twenty more to lose. But listen. If you got an F and now you you done did some studying and, and turned in some assignments and now you got a D minus. You don't go party. <laughs> what? I got my grade. I'm passing now. Right. I, I used to have an F. Now I got a D minus. So <laughs> I'm, I'm about to go out with my friend. No, the university said that's passing. Girl, no. That's the people I'm talking about. No, 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 no. no. See, there's you ain't that- there's levels to to things. Like, right. though, you can't do what the person over here who has a clean bill of health can do. You don't have that, that leverage, that privilege yet. No. But that's what people do. They think they're not hoarders because it's not crazy, wild and crazy no, no more. I, I absolutely, absolutely, like, no. I, I don't. I don't believe that that's something that's healthy for you. I believe that. Because, number one, it's like, you know, a person that's in the AA. <laughs> like you reading right now, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like halfway through the, I, I done got through halfway through the program. I can have a drink. I'm like, a step six. What, yeah, I'm a step. Yeah, right, like it's yeah. not about you're doing better than you used to do because. But that's what that's what people hang their head in on. The trenches. Oh, now you can see a little bit. So now you can indulge in a behavior that got you there in the first place. Like, abs- no, absolutely. That's not. the issue for me. I can't. That, I don't. I don't condone it like the teacher said. I don't condone it. At but all. that's the majority of people we talking to. We're mm-hmm. we're we're because the people mm-hmm. you know how to like some you can save like the people who eat in the land, air, and sea right now. They're not listening to the podcast. No, they're not. You know. So we need to start addressing these people in the messy middle, who have literally like no. I, I exercise a couple days. I don't get my heart rate up. I might be watching my Netflix show on the track, but I exercise. I drink water. I tr- I try and do a salad. You know, I try and avoid this, that, and the third. So they haven't w- went the full. They still got a ways to go, but they done came a ways. And so now they're able to package these little things in 
and say, this is okay now because I'm doing better than I used to. And God forbid that now they're doing better than most of their circle. So they really got a chip on their shoulder because I'm not as bad as her or him or I'm not as bad as I used to be. And so them the people I want to yell at because I think those are the ones who are the most out of line. And then we also have to understand that what age, what year are you talking about? Five years ago, when you were, let's say, 55 and now you're 60, you have five years more of wear and tear on your body. Mm. So you're not as bad as you used to be, but what you need requires more. Mm. Like you have taken uh, environmental, you know, toxicities. You have your heart has been pumping five years, you know, more and more wear and tear. You Your arteries might be more narrow. So, yeah, you're doing better than you used to be, but you got to push harder than you would have had to at that point anyway, just by default. Bro, that's like inflation. Bro, that's like the economy. Like, yeah, I'm making more money than I was five years ago, but the price of everything don't went up. The cost is higher. The cost is higher. Oh, we nailed that one. Oh, yeah, we did that. Killed <laughs> <laughs> it. Like uh, Pastor Kinlock say, I don't need your help. I can preach this one by myself. I was like, yeah, yeah, we got that point across. Yeah, no, we nailed that one. Yeah, yeah. Be well. Signing off. But that's like you said, like it don't matter that you're doing better now because the cost is higher. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the, those are the people that anger me because, because you at a point now where you know better and what more can I tell you? You know what I mean? Like, how many more sweet analogies can we come up with to finally, oh, so it could click? Mm-hmm. Like, at what point do you need something to click? Like, if you know what you know, act like you know. Better yet, why don't you start yeah, looking yeah, like, like you know? know. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm, we have so much potential talent in our community. We have so, mi- so much potential opportunities. It just breaks my heart when I'm, you know, interviewing people for Farm to Table and stuff. And I'm like, how would you leverage your health if it was optimal right now? Oh, man, I started a business three years ago. I would finally start doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like you leaving so much opportunity and talent on the table because you're so damn disobedient. Yeah. Like, do what needs to be done. I get that it's not easy, but that ain't the point. Nobody promised you easy. We promised you results. So this some people in the messy middle, Jay. Like, like when are we going to start taking this thing all away? When is just the reduction of the medication not going to be enough? When is just, like, losing a few pounds not going to be enough? When it's okay, you sleeping through the night now, okay? But, you, hey. But we got to always understand, as much as we believe this one thing, there's people that is working directly against everything we're saying, the the don't weigh me cards, um, the the people who push the fat phobia, um, you know, thick thighs save lives. Um, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, a whole movement the, to the, be overweight. The prescription drug, you just stay on this. Um, you know, come back next month or whatever, and you get another prescription. That's the, that's the plan. And we didn't even talk about the. Well, I can't believe we've never really talked about surgery on here, but just how much that's a real viable solution for people. I'm about to go get lipo. I'm about to go get, you know, all these body augmentation procedures done. Like I got people in my friend circle who like, we are at the, like people in their thirties, forties, like these are the ones considering it. Like I don't, I'm not bouncing back. Like I used to, my elasticity in my skin is not there, you know, and the, the, the going under the knife, not even weight loss surgery, just literally cosmetic stuff. Mm-hmm. risking our whole lives for these procedures and it's 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 deadly yeah that's the, but that's the culture right now and i'm like in the middle with it like i'm in the middle with you get to a certain point in your life you've done enough you you exercise you live a healthy life and there's certain things you want with your body no they haven't cut you off right there i'm just talking about the people who have they haven't done enough though they haven't done enough that's what I'm saying. You're giving them way too much credit. There's certain people who, like, let's say you had a baby. Gym membership collecting dust. No. There are really some people who exercise their butt off and eat healthy and they're just No, they don't. Things. So you, oh my God. <laughs> Very small percentage. I ain't saying they don't exist, but I'm saying it ain't 99% oh, yeah. of them. Yeah, this, this percentage is small. Very small. Yeah, the pool, yeah. I'm talking about small. tiny. I'm talking about almost non-existent, but still. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. But for those who this applies to i'm just saying there's nothing wrong with getting a cosmetic procedure if you take care of your health and if you have done all you had need to do 
Uh-huh. Like you might have some extra skin. Uh-huh. Or don't uh-huh me. Don't look <laughs> me in my eyes and uh-huh me. No. It's not enough people. No. I would really love to see them. I would really love to see them. They you done, have seen they them. Done, no, I haven't. They done stopped eating all this junk. They got dead ass serious about, you know, about their health. Yeah. They're not pouring poison into their body. They're actually intentionally working out with a level of intensity that could get results. Not just going and doing some nonsense. And after after all of that, they're fed up enough and not... Maybe. It might be a few. It might be a few. But no. Moving on. Because <laughs> you ain't going to defend that nonsense. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, because it's it's too much it's too much of a shortcut because what a lot of people are doing is stuff that their body could never do naturally. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the big old I, legs with the small yeah, waist. Yeah, I'm trying to get hips. I'm trying to get through the put the fat in my butt now or shrink my waist. Like that's like, the part nah. for me. Now if you if you are just getting extra skin to remove because you don't lost all your weight, I'm not mad at that because that skin is nothing you could do about it. But people are augmenting their body because their body will never do that naturally. Yeah. But you, know. you got to blame society for that. Yeah, oh, yeah. No I doubt it. about it. No doubt I get about it. it. It's like, that's not your, but, you know. Yeah. Anyway. That's all we got. Um, Happy Black History Month. You know, that's the best we can do. You know, I'm sick of it. Get it together now. It's too much disobedience out here. It's, there's no reason why we can't do better. I get that you are looking for that quick fix. I get that you're looking for that next strategy. I get that you're waiting for somebody to say that one thing to make it click. Well, this is it. Click. Like, click it in. Like, it's, it's, I'm so sick of us suffering unnecessarily because of our unwillingness to be obedient. So, that's our Black History lesson for y'all today. Take with it what you will. Um, listen, www.theblackhealthacademy.com. If you feel like you need a reality check like this on a regular basis, you need to be joining us at our first Saturday class. This next one coming up in um, first Saturday for March, we're going to be talking about hypertension and high cholesterol. So join me there if that's an issue for yourself or someone you love on Saturday, March 5th. You can register at www.theblackhealthacademy.com. And if you're not already, get in the community. Join over 1,300 individuals who are trying to come get this help just like your self. The number one thing um, that helps behavioral change is your ecosystem and your environment. So get into new into a new environment if you need to make a life-changing transition and transformation. Until next time, y'all, be, be well. well.